fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This is Tuesday, August 3rd, 2010, episode 14 of the Hotbox podcast. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Carlsville, Montana. It's a sunny 72 degrees out. Feeling Little. great. Little warm and windy. Windy as F. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Why? 406-204-4687. Feel free to give us a call live during the show if you got something to say. Hotboxpodcast.com slash live is where you should be watching these at if you want to be a part of history in the making. Uh, you need a Ustream account to chat in the chat room here. And then, uh, yeah, if you also, when the show's not live, if you want to call in and leave a message, we can also play voicemails uh, on the show. You just have to call when we're not live. It'll kick you to the the VM, and then, uh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, real quick, before we get into tonight's show, September 18th. Yes. Have you seen the Facebook group for the Hotbox Podcast? There's a lot of people planning on showing up. We have surpassed Spartan status. Woo! (laughs) Which is amazing. I have another show called The Jam Hole, and we've had a, a little Facebook group for uh, the better part of two years now, and we uh, we hold steady at around 255, 256. Hotbox, been up for what? This is 14 episodes, so a little more than 13 weeks since we're yeah. doing two a week now. Yep. And uh, yeah, just smoking them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for the support, the feedback, everything you guys make this show uh, what it is, well, let's be honest, we make the show what it is, but you guys have <laughs> a very large, helpful part, Huge. and for that, we definitely appreciate it, so uh, if you can, go ahead and go to the Facebook group and share that with all of your friends. I don't care if they smoke or not, uh, they just need to see this thing, and uh, yeah, it'll be great. So, September 18th, Smokers Friendly, we will be having an all-day Pot Festival, a roach market, if you will. Yes, yes. We'll have two discussion panels, uh, one all about growing and the other all about law and legislation and how to, you know, how to operate legally within the, the constraints of the law that we have right now. So definitely, if you guys want to be a part of those panels, if you guys grow pot legally and you know stuff, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Let us know that, hey, I know things. I want to be part of the panel. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that. We're also going to have live music. My friend, uh, my roommate, and myself, we are rap artists. Well, quotes around the artists part. But we rap. We like to think we're all right, you know. If you go to uh, thejamhole.com slash music, you can check out uh, some of our songs, some of our hip-hop songs. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be performing there. We got a couple other bands lined up for you. Uh, we'll have food. Food, food. And we still, how many, do we have tables left? 
Because I know they're filling up quick. We do have a couple, but okay. people should sign up quick if they want a table. Hotboxpodcast.com slash Roach Market. All one word, all lowercase. Go there. That has all the info. The who, what, where, when, how, why. Because I gotta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it also has an online form you can fill out there, and that will get sent to us. You can send your $25 in. Each table is $25. Uh, you can send that to hotboxpodcast.com slash donate, or if you go to hotboxpodcast.com slash P.O. Box, P-O-B-O-X, there you will find the address of our P.O. Box. Don't and send cash, please. Right. Because if, if it get doesn't a money get order. to us, we don't want to have to tell you that. Yeah, and we're honest, but the post office, maybe not so much. So we can't guarantee um, anything. It's Hotbox Podcast, P.O. Box three six five two, Kalispell, Montana five double nine zero three. And also, feel free to send us stuff. You know, if if you have a uh, newspaper clippings, pictures that you don't have on your computer, we have scanners, we have all that stuff. So, and uh, we're doing this thing with the other podcast uh, with the Jam Hole that we're asking all of our listeners because this show is not just local this show is international worldwide from one side to the other big uh send us a postcard from where you live if you see uh in back of me here camera two um you you can kind of see we got a bunch <laughs> of postcards from the the jam hole listeners they send us in and uh, it'd be cool to get some hot box postcards there from you guys you know if if you're not uh local and even if you are, send us postcard, you know, wish you were here, all that BS. And, uh, yeah, we'll get that, send that to the, the, the P.O. box, and everything will be cool. So, yep, yep. September 18th, remember it, write it down, take a picture, I don't care. Embed it in your brain. That's right. Make sure you RSVP on the Facebook group. I need a rough estimate of how many people are going to be coming uh, so I can let the food vendors know how much food to bring. Yeah, because there's uh, actual food vendors bringing yeah, food. <laughs> the wrap and roll, the Kalispell branch of the wrap and roll, they're in. And, uh, and you we have, have a barbecue a, place exactly. that's going to be bringing in some stuff, too. So, so all the info, again, is at hotboxpodcast.com slash roachmarket and the Facebook group. Uh, there's an event we made there. You can RSVP. Uh, even if you think you're coming, just hit maybe, hit yes, whatever. Uh, there's At a place for give dis- us an idea. <laughs> exactly. There's a place for discussion there. You guys can talk, talk to us. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, if you guys are into it, the weekend after that, September 25th is a Saturday. The Jam Hole, my other podcast, we're doing our second annual live audience show. So if you guys are into that kind of thing, I don't know why you would be, but it'll be a good time. Uh, we did this last year, and it was amazing. We had people fly in from Florida and Wisconsin and Arizona and Michigan. Like, we had a party. We had about 60 people show up. We partied in the restaurant. It's at Anna's Italian Grill, where the old Black Angus used to be. And uh, we were there till like, 4 in the morning. Wow. Just cooking food, smoking, drinking. It, it was an amazing time. So nice. we're going to do it again this year. It'll be episode 404 for the Jam Hole. Uh, 404 not found in the 406. So, uh, yeah, couple dates. Kind of keep your uh, eyes open on that. And there's also a Facebook group for the Jam Hole and an event page there. And, uh, yeah, so definitely keep that in mind. And, again, if you want to call in live, 406-204-4687. If you have Skype, Skype the Jam Hole. All lowercase, all one word. So, yeah. 
It'll be a great time. We're working on our story for Montana Connect. Yes. And we will have that to them shortly. Right. And after the show, we have a questionnaire for another lady that yeah, we need we to need answer. To we answer. have to do yeah. that after the show. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, D-Bud, but I got to keep her here to get that done. We've had that for what? A month now? <laughs> I feel bad too because I always I'm like yeah we're we're doing a show tonight so we'll totally do it and then we totally forget so we have to answer that. Well, last week though we had a we had a good excuse. Bill kind of you know he Bill awed was, us with his plant. Bill was and awesome then, on the show. I know that I, I was great. That. that was great. We'll have to have him come back <clears throat> definitely. We yeah. got his the pictures of his grow <clears throat> posted and Montana Connect sent us in some pictures too. Thank you. That's right. So that if, we got posted. If Pop you guys have uh, if you guys have a grow that you're doing or buds or any any pictures that are medical marijuana related, you can email those to info at hotboxpodcast.com. That's the email address. You can send anything there. Uh, we both get that stuff. We both reply to them, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, yeah, if you have pictures, hotboxpodcast.com slash pics, P-I-C-S. That will take you to our picture gallery where we have uh, the logo contest pictures. We have all the legal grow pictures. We have pictures of me and Sandy, uh, her making the banner, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, if you have grow pics, we want them, definitely. So, Tasteful But, hey, check picks. this out. Make sure they're yours. Yeah, please. Don't be pulling no BS, shady ass, and sending me pictures of somebody else's grow. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will throw them away. I will yeah. print them out just so that I can rip them up and throw them away. So don't 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 do that. And then also uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. We are still running the logo contest. We still have an amazing glass pipe we're giving away. I'm still working on getting a Keef box to throw mm-hmm. into that deal. And uh, we also have a year subscription to Montana Connect Magazine. That's right. So if you have any artistic capabilities, hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. All of the information is there. Uh, We've been getting some great submissions. Uh, Not exactly what we're looking for, but But still really good. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. You guys are talented. Now, if you could follow directions, wow, we'd we'd be set. So... Uh, definitely check that out. We're Hotbox hard Pod. to draw, though. We are, and that's fine. But if you need pictures of us, like I said, slash pics, P-I-C-S, you can go there and you'll see pictures of us. And, uh, yeah, get those in. The submissions we've gotten so far are great. They're awesome. Thank you so much for those. Thank and, you. Uh, thank yeah. you. So, and everything, just hotboxpodcast.com. Anything the show related is on the site. Just look around. Make sure you're subscribed in iTunes because this is a podcast, an audio podcast. We just we do it live with cameras so you can see us. It's more of a personal interaction thing. We get live instant feedback from you guys that gets, you know, recorded into the show. So but it's a podcast first and foremost. So you make sure you're subscribed in iTunes or if you have a piece of crap Zoom or a droid, whatever. Just make sure you're subscribed and uh, give us reviews. Rate us, all that stuff. The more ratings we get, the quicker we'll make it to the top and be a featured podcast on iTunes, which will be amazing for us. And you can share our love with the world. That's right. And yeah, definitely. If you have friends that smoke and they they don't have a, a computer, burn them a copy of a couple episodes. Let them hear it. They will like it. Trust us. All you have to do is get it to them. We'll do the rest. No problem. Mm-hmm. 
So how's uh, how's business? Still business okay? Is, yeah, actually, still haven't been attacked no problems. or robbed. Really? Or, yeah. Sometimes I think you're making up stuff, but then you know I go there and I work with you every now and then, and it, it is it's totally chill. Yeah. It makes me wonder what these other people are doing that are causing them so many problems. Like what's what's the dilly, yo? What's wrong? I don't know. I think they just. <clears throat> I don't know. Some people just don't take the necessary steps to make sure they're doing it the way they need to do it. They start sliding and letting certain things happen that make it harder for them right. to, you know, stay on track. Hey, you know I try who not else? to make enemies. You know who else ended up letting things slide a little bit? A little fellow by the name of Al Capone. You know what happened <laughs> to him? The IRS effed his A. Yeah, they for did. For real. Yeah. And then he ended up in jail, S&Ds. And... I mean, there's still a there's a criminal element in everything, as I've said yeah, over and over again. Everything, everything, and so I mean, the fact that this happened, yeah, okay. There's dispensaries that get robbed, but twice as many banks get robbed in the same area. How many cars get stolen every day? I know it's insane, but people don't compare that statistic to any other statistics because marijuana is the big bomb. It's right. the big issue. So if you compare it to other stuff, well, okay, but banks aren't dispensaries. It's different. Well, no, but, it's not. Hey, what if they were? Yeah, really? Whoa. Whoa. But, you know, I think that this actually brings about another very important topic. Oh, what's that? Caregivers being nice to other caregivers. You know, I'm not saying that you got to, like, have dinner together all the time. We should do that, like, though. Once a well, month, we yeah. should get together, everyone from the MMGA, all the other caregivers and growers, and we should have a nice dinner together. We should. And if you have a problem with anybody that's there, that would be the time to make it known. And, hey, we'll sit down like adults, because most of us are, and we'll talk it out. I, I mean, I just think that going... I just think that people need to try to have more of the mindset of if we work together, it doesn't seem so hard for them to fathom allowing certain things to happen that make it easier on us. It's like the rap game here. If everybody <laughs> would quit trying to write stupid, silly diss songs about everybody else, and we all work together, we would do some pretty great stuff. Granted, some of you guys just suck at rapping and you should stop, but there's some talented kids here, but they're caught up in this whole image and idea that MTV shows them, that all this mainstream hip-hop mm -hmm. shows them, that in order to be a rapper and make it, you have to be hard, you have to be a dog, you gotta rhyme the N-word, you gotta talk about guns and drugs, and it's like, no, you don't. That's stupid, and it's tired and old, and you and know you're what? you're living in Kalispell, Montana. You're white, dude. <laughs> If you look at all of the popular white rappers like Idea and Abilities and Sage Francis and uh, Atmosphere, they don't write that kind of stuff. You know why? Because that's not where they're from. It's, it's not a cool thing to be from the ghetto and have to make your living selling crack. They make it look cool, but trust me, dude, that's not the life. It's not at all. So People just stop it. They get caught up in these little things that they think are important, and they don't ever see the broad spectrum. Right. They don't see that if you work together, yes, great things could happen. People could 
you know, actually take steps to create great strains. You know, if caregiver A and caregiver B each are growing something that would go amazing together, then work together. It's not okay to turn around and talk about, you know, other people behind their back and and make it harder for them to move forward. Because and I mean, you know what's really shady when you when you're an adult and you have a problem with someone, do you call that adult's mother and be like, "Do you know what your daughter and or son is doing?" No, that's dumb. You would get laughed at and called a tattletale. You go to that person. So if you have a problem, if you feel threatened by competition because maybe your goods aren't good. Then you don't call up the landlord of somebody and be like, did you know that it's illegal to do this and that, even though it's completely not? Are you aware that what you did is totally a lie and that you can now be in trouble because you lied? And what are you, what are you doing? Are you serious? I, I just think caregivers need to concentrate on on. You know, networking and working together. That's right. It's being cohesive. I think it's a societal Setting problem. Setting an example. As soon as everybody, the point of everyone's existence was to get as much money as you can and f everybody else. Do you know what this world would be like if we weren't all trying to f each other and get our own money, but instead we all work together for a better cause? Like we would live in a idealistic utopia. But mm-hmm. we don't because everyone's fighting against everyone else trying to get theirs. Competition. And now no is, one's getting any. Competition is healthy. It drives people to move forward and do great things. But there is a level. There is a level where you're overstepping boundaries you, and, and you're not making things beneficial for anybody in your no, industry. Exactly. And that's what really makes me angry about certain caregivers out there is that you're not thinking about all of us trying to make it. You're thinking about yourself. You're holding back a lot of great people who can do great things by just thinking about yourself and being a selfish person. If we help each other out, then we can all move forward. We can make this this business that we're in something amazing, something that people aren't going to go, oh, well, there's those pot dealers exactly. and there's those those, you know, burnout. I saw them beefing with each other the other day and someone almost got shot. Man, this is an underground evil business like you're giving this a bad name. I mean, I look out for myself and my family, but I also have a large group of people that I really care about that I would do everything in my power to help. Absolutely. And it's not hard to get into that group of people. All you have to do is not be a huge D-bag. Yeah, pretty much. And so far, you failed epically. (laughs) Certain people have. I mean, if if you're going to be a farmer... Be a farmer. And, like, do, do you see hay farmers out there beefing with each other? No. That's retarded. They know better. They know that people need hay. Regardless of if it's your hay or his hay, they're going to go to where the price is good and the product is good. So if you have a good product, it will speak for itself. But if you're a shady farmer, you're going to end up not doing well. And maybe if some other good farmer moves next door or whatever, 
you might feel threatened because you know you're doing shady stuff and you know that your product is not good and you know that you're getting in trouble because you use the name that you shouldn't have used because you're not what that name says even though you changed a couple letters. Like, you know this. You should be grateful that this is even happening. But instead, you choose to be a D-bag farmer, like you're farming a bag of D's, and you're going to bring them down to the, the, the farmer's market and be like, hey, look at my D's. I got a whole bag of D's here. Anyone want to buy them? No, because you know what? It's still just a bag of D's. That's all. Nobody wants a bag of D's. Christ. So just be good. Don't be tattletales. And everything will be all right. I think we all just need to play nice. Exactly. And we need to try to figure out how to work together. Can we all just get along? Please. Gee. That's all I'm asking for. So speaking of a big old bag of D's, you remember K2? Uh-huh. Do you remember that Facebook group all about K2? The Actually, one that we got into the discussion. Discussion group with yeah, I remember that very very well. But anyway, the, uh, it's your group was for marijuana, right? Like it was a marijuana group had the numbers four twenty in it. Mm-hmm. You posted marijuana news stories, and then you started selling K two. Now, yeah. if you don't know, FYI, K two is fake marijuana. It's not even marijuana. It's a chemical that's sprayed on catnip or whatever, a bunch right. of herbs. And then there's other brands that isn't even the chemical. This is just a mixture of Asia's uh, Chinese herb. And uh, <laughs> it's like the Colonel's, you know, secret recipe of herbs and spices. Something like it's that. It's crap. It's com- it, what, why are you smoking? Smoke pot. Oh, well, pot's illegal here. Well, then, smoke pot. Well, and I love how they say, well, there's no deaths linked to this. And I was able to post a couple news links to deaths associated with K2. One of them happened to be someone who committed suicide. And their response was, well, he had some skeletons in his closet. And that's what this stuff does is it opens all the doors. I'm like, well, they said, well, marijuana opens doors. I was like, yeah, but I haven't read any news stories about someone killing themselves because they medicated and then, like, some skeletons came out of the closet and they, they killed themselves. Right. And we, we've talked about stories about it here and there and stuff. And this story just comes out that a, a, a blend of spices known as fake marijuana is no longer being sold in several states and a growing number of businesses. Now, if you're ancient Chinese herbs and spices, like, if this was cool and okay, people would smoke it. If it was good, why not? If it's illegal and you're going to get in trouble for smoking weed, then that's great. But it's not good. And people are seeing that now. Like, if this was an okay... Salvia messes your S up, dude. And it's still legal. Like, what is in your... (laughs) Well, people, they have gotten hundreds and hundreds of complaints at the poison control in a different state. I even offered on that group, I was like, I'll tell you what, you're such a proponent for this. I will smoke it on the show if you send it to me. And if it doesn't do anything and it kills me... You owe Sandy an apology. But if it messes <laughs> me up, I will admit it and gladly. 
and I will send you the money for it or whatever. I forget what, what we agreed on. And he replies back, well, I don't actually keep it in stock. I'm just an affiliate. I'm like, okay, well, you smoke it, so send me some. And there, he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I don't even make money doing this or whatever. I've sold, like, one T-shirt in, like, three years or whatever. And so he takes that and turns it into, man, now Matt says he's, he's backing out. He doesn't want to pay for it, so he's not going to do it. I'm not going to pay for something that I know is crap, and I'm doing it for your benefit. I will yeah, give you a free plug on this show. Might die. And that's why I said, this might kill me, dude. <laughs> and I'm willing to do it. And he, oh, what a D-bag. Come on. Uh, in Gibson County and Hobstock convenience stores just pulled K2 off the shelves. Hobstock police say people are purchasing K2 for the marijuana-like high it provides. The Sunrise Mini Mart owner says he was making a killing off of the spice blend. A three-gram pack at the convenience store was selling for $25. $25 holla, three grams, you want sake sake, $25. That's ridiculous. I see why you didn't want to send me some. You're spending more on this than... Uh, that, that's ridiculous. Quote, People have been coming in and out asking for it, says the owner. The town marshal came to me and told me to take it off because it was possessing some real issue, like a dope or something, and we don't want to do that here. Uh, Marshall Jones says that K2, which is marketed by the state of Indiana as an incense. <laughs> That's how it started. Uh-huh. Uh, mimics the effect of marijuana, and it is already showing some worrisome statistics statewide. Hmm. You know what's been around for hundreds of years and is still not showing Thousands any... Thousands of years. Any worrisome statistics? Hmm. Other than the ones you choose to find? Right. Real <laughs> marijuana. Imagine that, right? You copied something, kind of. You tried to, and it's uh, not doing good for people. Quote, The Poison Control Office has received... 38 calls so far from the state of Indiana, and they are getting complaints of slurred speech, vomiting, seizures, and high pulse rate as high as 150 beats per minute. The only thing I like as high as 150 beats per minute is my drum and bass. Definitely not my heart. In that discussion group, one of the people actually said that anything you inhale can cause seizures, tremors, and all this stuff. And I replied, really, then why isn't that printed on a bunch of other stuff you inhale that doesn't cause that? I mean, they they keep trying to find all these excuses. And I know they can say, oh, well, marijuana smokers do the same thing. Any excuse we have, they can find something about it. But there's actual statistics that people are, like, getting really super sick from this and, like, having seizures and throwing up. If smoking marijuana did that to me, I wouldn't do it. But no. I haven't had that Not problem. At Not at all. Are you kidding me? I Not smoke even close weed. to that problem. I smoke weed to calm down, not go the other way. Thanks. Uh, so, Jones says K2 is not illegal, but because of the dangers associated with it, he is looking into creating an ordinance against the substance. Until then, he encourages other law enforcement agencies to educate store owners of its danger. Quote, I think you will see a lot more store owners comply and pull it off their shelves voluntarily, he says. K2 is banned in five other states, and Kentucky is one of those states. So, I don't know, man. It, I, it doesn't seem 
Good. And I know you can always make the argument, well, people say bad stuff about weed all the time. People say bad stuff about, you know, using your cell phone all the time. And not all of it's true. And granted, I fully agree with that. But this is different, I think, in where if it wasn't doing bad stuff, like, no one would care. Who cares? The only reason this is getting any kind of attention, besides the fact that it's, you know, fake weed or whatever, is because it's hurting people. Well, yeah. I mean, I hadn't heard of it until people started reporting suicides and poisons. It's not like the anti-vaccine people that are like, vaccines cause autism, and we're like, well, actually, no, it doesn't. Not, Not at all, but thanks, you know. And they've actually had people stop vaccinating their kids and now we're seeing outbreaks of all of these you know medieval diseases that we eradicated but now you know are coming back it's not like that where people are saying it's bad like there's actual studies that are showing that no vaccines don't cause autism the doctor that first started that rumor lost his license because he's a liar (laughs) so and people still believe it because people like Jenny McCarthy are like oh our kid is autistic and vaccines caused it and now you know we're crystal children. It's like, oh, no, you're just crazy. But, you know, thanks for getting all of your fans to stop vaccinating their kids. It's ridiculous. So, I don't know. Good luck with the K2. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm so glad I live somewhere where that's not a problem. Yeah, not yet. We're a couple years behind everybody, though, so... Well, but we have medical, so that was their major excuse, was that... Yeah, they didn't have medical there, so that's why they used so much K2. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, dude, sure, sure. Good job. So, uh, moving on, we just got this sent in to us uh, in the chat. This is the S258 Saving Kids from Dangerous Drugs Act of 2010. Uh, Basically, it's a bill to amend the Controlled Substances Act... To provide enhanced penalties for marketing controlled substances to minors. Uh, in short, uh, oh, these aren't links. Thank as you. It, okay, right here it says, as written, the Saving Kids from Dangerous Drugs Act, introduced by Senator Diane Feinstein, would increase penalties twofold for those who make or sell marijuana. That is, combined with a candy product. Marketed or packaged to appear similar to a candy product and modified by flavoring or coloring the controlled substance with the intent to distribute, dispense, or sell the controlled substance to a person under 18 years of age. Okay, I have a question. Yes. When I go to Walgreens and I go to get my kids medicine, there's this poster that has all these flavors listed that they can add to the crap they're pouring down my kid's throat to keep them better to help make it taste better so that it's marketed more towards children. How is it that it's okay for them to alter a pharmaceutical medication so kids will take it, but it's illegal for an older person to make a brownie because it's easier for her to eat it than inhale it? Right. Okay, if she's making the brownie and she's got it in her kitchen... Or if a caregiver has made brownies and they're keeping it in a secured location to provide to card-carrying patients, yes. how is this a problem? Joe well, Camel, I understand. That's not a problem. This? I don't think. No, that's not a problem. Well, apparently. Who they, has a problem? Okay, this passed the Senate. It's before the House. It's already gone several steps in the direction of being but passed. But this just sounds like it's not, they don't want 
It's like the alcohol being illegal to kids under 21. And granted, weed, I think, as a medicine, if we're giving kids Ritalin and we're giving kids, you know, lower tabs or whatever, then, yeah, I definitely think we should be able to prescribe them weed also. And is, so if this passes, they're saying you can't? Or they're no, saying you they're can't saying have it? No, they're saying that you cannot combine marijuana with anything that makes it Oh, are you... What? That has good. nothing to... What? Yeah. No, that has nothing to do... They're basically trying to ban edibles. Why? What's because your Because they feel it's being marketed <clears throat> towards children. Because it is... Tastes good and it's sweet. And That's things retarded. have been added to make it easier to swallow. I eat candy all the time. I don't... Are you serious? Is this, this is a joke, right? Is this from The Onion? No. S, is S, this for real? S250. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I did not mean to have a screeching voice. I feel strongly. Hey, big worm. I will worm, now control myself. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay. They are trying to pass this because it's along the lines of the Joe Camel thing. Right, they felt Joe Camel we- was marketing it to children, and that they were more prone to use tobacco because of this. So who? So they are trying to say that by turning marijuana into an edible, a brownie, a candy, something that makes it taste better to ingest it, could be illegal. That's dumb. We don't have who who put a cartoony logo on the pot they're selling. Well, it, that's not just it. It's making it into a brownie they feel is marketing it to children because now it's a tasty treat. Where's the marketing? That's cooking. What? The, I'm sorry. This makes no sense. We're not in the kitchen going... We're not like the witch from Hansel and Gretel making, you know, brownies for the kids. We're making brownies for people that want to eat pot. So you're completely missing the point of why we're doing this. If we wanted to market it to kids, we wouldn't tell you about it. Like, we're doing this and selling them in shops for adults. It has nothing to do with kids. This has nothing at all to do with children. We're not having commercials with cartoons and being like, Hey, kids, are you feeling a little too hyper? Well, check this out. New extreme bronies. Like, we're not doing that. Well, so what's your problem? They Who they, is they, first okay, of all? Is this Senator, safe Senator Okay, Senator No um, Call him Senator Diane Feinstein. You're an idiot, Diane. <laughs> Give me your number. I'll call her right now. What's her number? Find it. Who's the one who introduced this? And like I said, it it says that um they are trying to increase the penalties, which would basically make it, you know, impossible to carry these. If you combine it with a candy product, if you package it to appear similar to a candy product, or if you modify the flavoring or coloring with the intent to distribute and dispense. So that means basically combining it with anything would make it wrong. That's dumb. I'm sorry. That is so dumb. How did this make it that far? Are you kidding me? It's already, How is this it's that far? It's before the House now. Wow. It passed overwhelmingly through the Senate. Who voted on this? I didn't even hear about Senate this. The Senate voted for it. It passed overwhelmingly. Oh, my God. And it's because... I weep for our, our, our society now. They have called it the Saving Kids from Dangerous Drugs. Oh. Drug 
They okay, are so lumping check this it out. in with meth and everything of else. Of course. Marijuana, anything that you combine with a candy product or package it and change the flavoring or coloring or anything will be a stiffer penalty. Okay, so what we're going to do in November with the California bill, we're going to name it the If You Don't Vote on This Bill, You Like Raping Children Act. Okay? Can we cheat like that? That's what they're doing. If you want to go to hell and eat babies, don't vote on this act. Or, you know, that's, that's, you're totally lying and sh- sugarcoating this into something it's not. This, edibles has absolutely nothing to do with kids, first of all. And second of all, you're lumping it in with other dangerous drugs. Weed is not a dangerous drug. I thought we've established that already. This is why we can't get anything done. This is why, right here, we can't get anything done. Mm-hmm. That's bull. Well, I mean, I, I understand their thought process, I guess. I just don't agree with them basically making it hard to make edibles for people. I mean, I help a lot of people that, honestly, inhaling it's not an option. They're dealing with an issue that inhaling it hurts or is bad for them. Right. They have to ingest it. Or they some people just don't. It. Some people don't want to smoke. Yeah. And so you're going to make them not able to do that because of the kids? That it has absolutely nothing to do with? Come on. That, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. But that is just silly. You're being silly. Stop it. You're being silly. And stop yelling in the chat. You're hurting my eyes. All right. Well, do you you have anything else uh, you want to say about that? That's it. I just... Thumbs up or thumbs down? uh, Thumbs in the middle. I don't think they should include marijuana. I think they should extract that. Who is making meth into a kid-friendly treat? If anyone, the pharmaceutical... Hey, who's the producer of fentanyl Um, lollipops? Adderall is in a kid-friendly treat. Who makes fentanyl lollipops? Not us. That's the pharmaceutical companies. So anything... And why do they do that? Well, some people can't wear the patch. Oh, well, then you're marketing it to kids. Do you see how stupid that sounds? That's what you sound like when you have weed in with this bill. You're stupid. Moving on. There was a deputy who got four years of, uh, in jail for trying to smuggle drugs <laughs> into jail. This is pretty awesome. Uh, Peter Paul Felix was found trying to bring heroin, methamphetamine, and of course, marijuana into L.A. County's Castaic Jail Facility. Uh, former L.A. County Sheriff's deputy convicted of attempting to smuggle drugs into the jail where he worked uh, was sentenced to four years in prison. He's uh, 27 years old. He mouthed the words, I love you guys, to his sisters and girlfriend as he was escorted from the courtroom okay, in handcuffs. Okay, he's dumb criminal of the week. So far. I mean, the week's not over yet, but yeah, so far. And you are a cop. What a... Wow, dude. Uh, Felix, I don't support this behavior at no, all. No, negative Ghost Rider. Fe- Felix, a two-year veteran, was arrested in October of 08 for carrying 161 grams of heroin 
That's a lot of heroin, dude. When you're talking like grams, that's a lot. 24.4 grams of meth and 51 grams of marijuana that authorities said he intended to bring into the jail. Uh, His attorney said his client deeply regretted his actions and cooperated with investigators. Uh, Felix, of course, has resigned from the department following his arrest. You think? Quote, This has been devastating for him and his family. Oh, the poor guy. Do you know how long I bet he's been smuggling drugs into the jail that you didn't catch him doing? I bet he was just so devastated then, he too, He regrets huh? getting caught not exactly. doing all that. Oh, uh, well. Also sentenced Tuesday was Terrence Anthony Warner, an inmate who allegedly helped arrange for Felix to deliver <laughs> the drugs. Uh, so, yeah. Good luck with that. He's getting two years in jail. I like how they, they always have to lump in... Like, this is why marijuana is considered a dangerous drug still. Because we have stories like this where a guy is smuggling heroin, meth, oh, and some pot. And those are all dangerous drugs if he's smuggling them into jail. And, you know, it gets a bad rap for it. And that's effed. That's totally effed. Yeah, it is. You shouldn't have been smuggling any drugs regardless of what. Especially if you're a deputy. I would re-examine all well, of his cases and see what's what. On on one of our other stories for tonight, in keeping it cop news. Oh, please. Okay. That was it for this one. And from the Billings Gazette, Poplar Police Chief's home searched for suspected marijuana growing. Oh, this a cop is growing in marijuana? state. This is in our own state here in Montana. Nice, guys. <laughs> a search of Poplar Police Chief... Chad Hild's home found several suspected marijuana plants and items used in the plant's growth, according to press release from Roosevelt County Sheriff Freedom Crawford. Now, wait a sec. Was The sheriff's he... name is Freedom. Of course. That's ironic. That sounds like a song. Don't you think? Um, is he a caregiver? Like, is this well, legit? Probably not. I don't know. It says, according to the release, deputies from the county sheriff's office executed a search warrant for suspected marijuana grow Friday. Now, I'm assuming they would not have... If you're a cop, can you grow pot? Well, it says deputies seized the plants and material allegedly utilized in the growth of marijuana. If they seized them, then he probably didn't have any proof that he was legally able to grow. Right. But if you are a cop... Can you legally be a caregiver yeah. or a patient the and only, grow? In Montana right now, the only way you would not be able to be a caregiver is if you have a felony on your record for that involves drugs. Right, right. Which, I mean, they are looking to expand that. And I think that to a certain extent they should. Yeah. You know, I mean, sex we offenders, the, violent offenders. Oh, absolutely. We want to keep the industry clean right, right. And legit, for sure. But, I mean, officers, I think <laughs> if they want to be patients or caregivers, should be able to. Um, it says that uh, Crawford reached by phone Saturday night, said the search was spurred by information his department received. He said the search was part of the department's Operation New Beginning, launched in spring 2009 to keep illegal drugs out of the community. So I am assuming that it was not <coughs> legal. Illegal drugs, right. Yeah, I am assuming that he was <coughs> growing marijuana illegally right. and was caught, which I mean... 
He hey, should you be. dance with if the you're devil. If you're doing it illegally, then that's the chance you run. As it's a risk. Me as a caregiver, I have to make sure that my plants <coughs> are always accounted for. And that I'm not going over my limit. Because if someone were to show up and ask how many plants I have, and they want to go ahead and count them, I've got to make sure that I'm legal. Yep. My fault and, if, I'm, if I'm doing something wrong. And it's good that we have things like this in place, because it keeps the game legit. If anyone could just grow whatever and not have to keep track of it, you're going to have everybody doing it. It's like unemployment. If all you had to do was send a text message and you got unemployment, everyone would do it. Yeah. You got to go through a few hoops to, you know, get your check. Right. And I mean, you've got to go through. It's a filter. It's just a filter. Exactly. And there's a reason for the filter. Exactly. Yes. So is that. uh, That is everything for the nifty police chief. Okay. Well, here, let's talk a little bit more about the campaign. uh, Proposition 19. I got some. uh, some budget numbers that I thought was kind of interesting. As you guys know, whenever, for the most part, whenever bills or propositions or anything political happens, it costs a lot of money. Like presidential campaign funds, millions. Yeah, and millions you have to be millions careful where you get the money from, exactly. too. So the campaign to pass Prop 19, the Marijuana Le- uh, Legalization Initiative, had only $62,000 in cash to spend at the end of June, uh, according to campaign finance reports, an amount far short of what would be needed to run a significant television campaign. Now, I don't think that it's going to make a difference, though. Granted, it would help to get it out there more. Like, the more publicity you can get, the better, definitely. But... It's weed. Like, we all know about weed. Well, it sells I mean, itself, and people will support that. Well, the campaigning for legalization, though, has had some roadblocks. I mean, not too long ago, they tried to have the um, the ad in Times Square about, you know, how how much money could potentially be generated. Right. You know, and if you and, put numbers like that... And they like wouldn't that, put the ad up in Times Square, though. Right. But they put up an ad about how abortion was wrong. Of course. And there was enough, um, you know, media and enough people that got behind this that they finally got the ad to go forward. So, I mean, a television campaign can really generate a lot. Right. I think the important thing about this, though, is how much money the opponents to the bill have right now. Right. They they had less than (laughs) $19,000 at the end. Because nobody's supporting you. You're fighting an uphill. You're like over in the Middle East starting religious wars with Allah, Allah. It's you're not going to win that, dude. Yeah. It's good luck. Way to burn money. Well, uh, it's funny because it, it, this is a really good example of how easy it, uh, how many people are supporting marijuana compared to how many people are against it. Right. I mean, it was. The Like, the safe community, safe kids. I mean, yeah, they got, like, 9,000 signatures in a couple weeks. I could get that in a couple days Easy. to support it. Easy. You know, I mean, it. there are a lot more people out there that support than are against. People don't realize that, and a lot of people don't realize who all supports that. Yep. And, yeah, exactly, which people are supporting it. Right, because like, there's some uh, important people. All of Hollywood, <laughs> probably, and... Yeah, we all smoke, dude. Just chill. 
Uh, there's still weeks to go before the battle is expected to heat up, and fundraising for initiatives sometimes picks up much closer to the election. The initiative would allow adults 21 and older to possess up to an ounce of marijuana and grow up to 25 square feet. It would also allow cities and counties to authorize the cultivation, sale, and taxation of the marijuana. Is that weird that they're not doing it by, like, a number of plants? They're doing it by square footage? That seems like a weird way to keep track of it. Well, I mean, if you have a certain amount of plants and a certain amount of square footage, they're not going to survive. I see. So I mean, do you think that's why? I don't think they thought it well, through. Well, I don't I think. think that's their reasoning. But right. to me, I think square footage. I think I should only have this many plants, and my light will only cover this much area. And I need to make sure that there's good airflow. So my mind goes into this other world that there's probably right. didn't but go into. But I, I think s- this will drive a lot more research into how many plants can I grow in a little space. Like when it was totally illegal and people were hooking up like closets with crazy stuff and getting like a nice yield out of Mm -hmm. it. I think this, if you, if you are forced to limit yourself to 25 square feet, you're going to start like getting smart on how to fully utilize that square footage. Hop showed us some nice auto flowers that are. How many of those could you fit in 25 square feet? A few. A good. <laughs> What's 25 squared? <laughs> so, uh, yes, on Prop 19, also called Tax Cannabis 2010, raised $176,430 in mostly small contributions in the three months ending in June. It has raised $426,689 this year and $1.2 million last year. How much have we raised so far? I don't know. Not keeping track of that? Well, I mean, I know how much money I've donated to us. <laughs> oh, right. Does that count? Because then I we're doing all right. Does. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> so hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. What's up with Big Worm? Help us pay some bills. Big Worm is probably an illegal drug dealer and feels threatened by doing things legitimately. Or lives in a state where he can't. Or he's just an internet troll being a D. That too. So... Uh, the biggest contributor remains the initiative sponsor, Richard Lee, whose firm put up $45,000 more into the effort, bringing the total to almost 1.5 mil. Lee owns a medical marijuana dispensary in Oakland, Oaksterdam University, a trade school for marijuana growers and businessmen, and a number of other marijuana-related businesses. Uh, Public Safety First, which is running an opposition campaign. See, they do that with the names. It's like, yay God, one. <laughs> And then it's like, well, what's it about? Oh, uh, making marijuana illegal. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What does that have to do with God? Public safety. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, yeah, they're collected checks from four law enforcement organizations, go figure, including $30,000 from the California Police Chiefs Association. But they don't, yeah, I wish they would have said if LEAP donated law enforcement against prohibition, because yeah. there's a pretty good force in that. Compared to, you know. And a second pro marijuana legalization group associated with the Drug Policy Alliance raised $100,000 from Philip D. Harvey, the guy who started Adam and Eve, a North Carolina based mail order online distributor of sex, toys, and porn. Oh. Adam and Eve, they sponsor a lot of podcasts. 
I know they do. Get your Adam and Eve coupon code at myballs.com slash SD. Uh, yeah. He also founded an international charitable organization that distributes birth control to impoverished nations. There's also a group against that. It's called the Catholic Church. <laughs> Good job. So. How's that? They don't like condoms. Oh, okay. I know. Right. So. <laughs> Do you, did you see this story about why marijuana decriminalization should be a Christian issue? <laughs> Do we, are we allowed to talk about religion? A little bit, but we should probably hey. be a little more careful. <laughs> Focus. I am. Don't look at the chat if it's distracting I wasn't you. even looking at the chat. I was actually I looking to see if I have what you're going to talk about up on my screen. Oh, do you? No. Okay. Uh, last week, The Economist published an article illustrating a widespread failure of American Christianity. <laughs> yeah? Do you know why? <laughs> because it, it's... How how do I say this without... It's like if I was to start a business and our business was to sell invisible furniture. Okay? Lightweight, easy to move, invisible furniture. That's my business model. I'm probably not going to have a very good turnout, so to speak. I'm not going to... Profits are not going to be up. People are going to say, you're a liar, and you're just not, you're selling us nothing, you're taking our money, basically, for nothing. I think that's, that's the best analogy I can come up with on this show as to why religion is a widespread failure, or American Christianity, I guess, but all religion. I mean, it's not really a failure if you look at, like, how many people follow uh-huh. it but if you look at those people epic failure epic failure so uh he he wrote a book rough justice with the subheading america locks up too many people some for acts that should not even be criminal uh, the article detailed the practice of mass incarceration and revealed some startling facts one in 100 american adults is living behind bars when we narrow the field to young black men, my brothers, it's one in nine. Put another way, we have incarcerated 1% of our neighbors. Our, our war on drugs is one of the leading contributors. Those who insist that the United States is a Christian nation would be hard-pressed to find evidence for it in our nation's drug policy. Oh, I see where this is going. Okay. Uh, which condemns millions of our neighbors uh, to be warehoused behind bars for non- nonviolent offenses. Like, if you're religious, you should love thy neighbor as thyself. and Don't covet thy neighbor's wife and don't steal thy neighbor's stuff. And, you know, don't lie, cheat, steal, all that. So, to put people in jail for smoking a plant is kind of counterproductive to It does that whole not thing. make sense. Right. And then, and then actually arresting them for a plant and then getting them involved in becoming a snitch right. or, you know, all these other things that, you know, potentially hurt them or take away avenues in life that they should have been able to go down. Right. 
Exactly. Uh, the Economist article brings to light a, a systemic denial of Christian love and compassion, particularly toward those struggling with addiction. Uh, but on the same day they published the, the Rough Justice, something else happened that few would immediately associate with the biblical command to love our neighbor. The California affiliates of the ACLU endorsed Prop 19, the ballot initiative that we just talked about. Uh, Christian communities looking for a smarter, more compassionate, more successful way forward in fighting drug addiction would do well to consider the merits of marijuana decriminalization. So, this kind of just goes on and on. Anyway... Moving on, we talked about that, pot brownies. Mm -hmm. Ah, can you be legally fired for using legally prescribed marijuana? This is something, we talked about this with our first guest, Mark. Right. About whether or not. And that guy that got fired from Walmart. Right. So yes, you can be, (laughs) technically, I guess. Right. But it's something that is becoming a much bigger issue. I mean, they're they're getting a lot of input from all these different people that are in all these different industries. And, of course, they're making moral decisions. But, honestly, legally, can you be fired for legally smoking marijuana? Until they change things, you can, right? Right now. Or until... It's up to the employer's discretion. Right, but if... Because the guy we talked about, what was his name? Joseph Casias. Casias. He, isn't he in a, a lawsuit or something with them? Yeah. Okay, so if he wins this, that'll set precedent, <laughs> president, and other people can do the same thing and follow suit. Right. And which I, will eventually make the law different. It's going to be, it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because I mean, yeah. honestly, my take on it is if you're doing something at work that inhibits your ability to properly work and it injures you or someone else, you should get in trouble. If you're not doing something at work and you get hurt, you shouldn't have to talk about everything that happens outside of work for them to determine whether or not you're in trouble for something. Right. I mean, your personal life's your personal life. And definitely, you probably shouldn't be doing drugs at work, whether legal or well, illegal. Well, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna... That's the whole point. Unless they're life-saving drugs. Insulin, things like that. Right. But if it's like, like insulin isn't going to get you high. Right, but you shouldn't Oxys, have to... on the other hand, right. perhaps you're going to... You gonna... shouldn't take painkillers or smoke marijuana at work. Right. Though they can inhibit your thinking. Unless you sit in a cubicle all day. Then <laughs> do whatever. It doesn't even matter. So here's the interesting uh, dilemma. You're a human resources manager at a company in a state that has a law allowing the use of medical marijuana in certain situations. Now... You find out that one of your employees is using marijuana to treat a chronic medical problem in violation of your company's drug policy. What should you do? How about keep your effing mouth shut and stop ruining people's lives? How about that? It's tough to find a job right now. Come on. Yeah, but they're firing people. And I mean, look at this situation with Joseph. I mean, he's looking for a job now and he's willing to move. Yeah. And and he's trying to find employment, but he was let go from a job and he has a terminal illness, something that is actually going to unfortunately affect his life forever. Any of like you should fired him. You should be chilling if you're terminally ill like that. 
you shouldn't have to be working, you know, that's something that, like, you're gonna die soon, In, and I'm enjoying the last days of my life working at Walmart, yay me, I would, if that was my life, I would have blown my brains out before I even started working at Walmart. Like, good on you for being able to tolerate that. But he has a family to I take could not. care of. I, I know. I think it's a really low blow for a company to fire someone yeah, like that sure. over something like this. But we're a family company. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, story out on Tuesday uh, says that you should consult your lawyer, but don't be surprised if it takes a while for that lawyer to figure out the answer. On the one hand... Employers can fire or refuse to hire employees for using marijuana without running afoul of the Americans with Disabilities Act or any other federal anti-discrimination statute. But state law is a bit less settled. The state Supreme Courts in Oregon, California, and Montana uh, and the Washington Court of Appeals have all ruled that employers have a right to fire medical marijuana patients for using the drug. That is sad. Uh, the medical marijuana laws in Rhode Island and Maine state that most employers may not penalize individuals solely because of their status as marijuana patients. Good job, guys. Simon reports that many employers are closely watching a suit against Walmart in Michigan uh, in which an employee who used medical marijuana was fired by the retailer after a positive drug test on the job. And that's uh, Joseph, right? Michigan, yeah. So uh, many employers... Or excuse me, the law states that registered patients shall not be denied any right or privilege or face disciplinary action at work because they use pot. The only exception, employers do have the right to terminate workers who use marijuana on site or come to work high. <clears throat> so, and I mean, I guess that's fair if you're, but the only way they figure it out is by drug testing. And marijuana stays in your system for, like, months. Yeah. So if you take a drug test, even if you weren't stoned at work, it's going to show up positive for weed. And based on that fact, they fire you. And that's, that's messed why up. I am glad I have the job I have, because it's right. actually expected of me. I think that's messed <laughs> up, though, that your, your test is flawed. Clearly. You need something real time. And there's, that's not it. So you can't even submit that in court. Right. It's completely flawed. Right. But they can still say it was a possibility he was under the influence. So that can just take everything away from him. If are we going to talk possibilities now? Because possibilities are endless. Remember? Well, so that's I mean, what if what if I was working and Martians came down and abducted me and injected me with pot? But the the situation they see, though, is a federally illegal drug is in his system. Right. That's the situation. But that's not. No, that's not the situation. The situation is, was he high or impaired while at work? Yeah, but they can't tell that. So the situation is... Well, that's is, not his it's, fault. It's in his system, <laughs> so he's used it at some point in time. No, that's, see, that's flawed logic. That's not I the case. I know. That's, I know. So what's their problem? It's the same they reason don't why know. I don't understand why they still have those quick-acting drug kits. Those right. things, they actually are supposed to... I mean, they are so flawed that they will test... Sudafed will show up positive for marijuana. Nicole says, uh, so we need a few scientists on our side to create a test that's as accurate as a breathalyzer. Basically, faux show says herbalizer. (laughs) The herbalizer. So, 
that's interesting though how would you do that you'd have to you'd have to figure out what part of weed in your system is like instantaneous and not leftover residual effect there's so and then much you'd have involved. To, it would take. Like, well, I just told you forever. that's how you do it. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you have to, you know, build that into a tool that can measure it. Patent that for me, would you, Nicole? That's 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 how the system works. You got to figure out. <laughs> so, uh, right, Joseph Kasai's says he uses medical marijuana to ease pain from an inoperable brain tumor. Uh, he sued Walmart in a state court in June, saying the retailer was wrong to fire him from his job as an inventory manager in Battle Creek, Michigan, after he tested positive for the weed. Kasai's, who is also represented by the ACLU, says he uses cannabis on his oncologist's advice and in compliance with Michigan law, of course. The 30-year-old father of two says he takes the drug at night and has never come to work high. Uh, but last November, he failed a drug test that was administered as a matter of company policy after he twisted his knee on the job. A Walmart spokesman called the case unfortunate and the decision to fire Kasai's difficult. Oh, well, I mean, as long as it was hard for you to fire him and, you know, it's an unfortunate series of events, then, you know, okay. Uh, but he said, quote, as more states allow this treatment, employers are left without any guidelines except the federal standard. Uh, in these cases, until further guidance is available, we will always default to what we believe is the safest environment for our associates and customers. That is a well-worded BS. <laughs> like, you know, that's... Wow. Give that guy a raise. He does know how to word things very well to try to avoid making anyone angry. So we we just basically figured that out for you. Why don't you uh, do that? And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, all good. Uh, the last story before we get out of here this evening in L.A., a juvenile was arrested for tending marijuana crops. Uh, he told investigators he had been forced to work for illegal pot growers to pay off his debt to an immigrant smuggler. <laughs> Are they trying to say that there's no marijuana sweatshops? Uh, yeah, I think oh, that's exactly no. what that said. Marijuana sweatshops. That's no good. That is... Oh, no. Didn't you learn from Nike? Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess people still buy Nikes, but... Uh, the sheriff sergeant said he was concerned such forced labor of young migrants could become a trend on marijuana plantations. Well, are plantations legal? Like, is that... Plantations remind me of slaves. I know. Slaves remind me of uh, black people. And that's sad that we're having plantations and making little Mexican kids work in them. That's the criminal element. Right. That's, that's the no important good. thing they need to remember is that we do not <laughs> condone this behavior. Right. I do not allow children to run my grow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quote, if this works out for growers because they're saving money, then it will become a trend. He said, uh, it isn't right. I don't think that's true. We're not, we're not like Walmart where we're getting all of our crap from China and then marking the price up. Like, the people around here that we know that are doing legal grows, they're not farming out work to little kid Canadians that come over the border and owe people gambling debts. Like, they're doing it themselves with their families or their, you know, friends. It's not, we're not, these aren't sweatshops, dude. 
Gonna trim these plants now, don't you know? <laughs> That's right. Master got me working in the fields all day. Master got... <laughs> you know, we're not doing that. Come on, this is in the 1800s. That was what you guys did. You'll probably get caught MDS if you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and no, down in Florida, I don't think you'd want the Canadians. You'd probably want either the Puerto Ricans or the Cubans. But it's not going to be good weed, I'm telling you right now. Uh, the 16-year-old Mexican national was arrested July 27th at a pot field near the town of Fillmore in the sprawling Las Pajres and National Forest. He told authorities a smuggler had helped him across the border in Arizona about two weeks earlier, and he was then taken directly to the grow site and forced to work. He was arrested with three older growers. Um, hey, Arizona, how's that new... Keep the immigrants, the illegals out, working out for you. Because we found one. Do you, do you want him back, or should we just send him home? Like, I don't know. We're going to put him to work on our plantation. <laughs> uh, quote, he's just a baby. He didn't know what to think, Horn said. He didn't have much choice. Yeah, probably not. AK to the face, <laughs> or AK to the... Well, you're not growing AK, I bet. You're going some Mexican dirt weed. Who's criminals, buying that? Criminals Who, make me angry. <laughs> Who is driving this market? Nobody wants that weed. Are you sending it to Mexico, SA? Because I bought some weed like that when I was in Mexico, and it was disgusting. Yeah. Like, why? I don't get what the demand for this is, why this is even happening. Who's buying that pot? It's ridiculous. And see, that's why people need to stop doing the black market thing, because it does put those people out of business, right. and then they come to the legal people. Or, if you're going to do the black market thing, don't buy the, the grow seed with the, or weed with the seeds in it. Buy the good shit. Right. That's all. Uh, Horn said the first case he knew about in Ventura County, in which Juvenile had been forced to work on a pot farm. Marijuana growers tend to be in their 20s, he said. Yeah. Early 20s to late 80s, I guess. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere in that area. Uh, Michelle Gregory, spokeswoman for the California Bureau of Narcotic Enforcement, was not aware of her agency ever arresting juvenile immigrants for tending marijuana crops. Uh, Quote, hopefully it's not an upcoming trend. Well, thank you. Uh, Marijuana Eradication Task Force in California has chopped down more than 2 million plants this year. Go, guys! A number likely to increase more than threefold by the end of the growing season next month. In L.A. County, narcotics detective Robert Wagner could only recall one case in two years uh, when a juvenile grower was arrested. Convicted growers can face six months in jail, uh, three months probation, and deportation if they're not here legally. Have a nice trip. Lured by the prospect of making thousands of dollars each growing season, uh, many growers return to take their chances year after year. Quote, it looks good to them, so they take the risk. Thank you. Uh, Wagner says suspected growers often tell him they were picked up outside a day labor center, uh, also known as a Walmart, uh, (laughs) or from a street corner and whisked into the forest with no idea where they were headed. They probably none of them spoke English either, so it doesn't matter. That's what they said they do in Fast Food Nation, too. So it's kind of it's kind of all over the place. Huh. It's not just marijuana. Yeah. But, oh well. Who's, uh, who's working those opium fields for your oxys and dilaudids and whatnot? 
That's all on the up and up, right? Right. Uh, when they get to the gross site, usually in a remote location, they are unable to make their way back into town and have little choice except to look after the crop in hopes of getting paid at the end of the season. Quote, they're kind of stuck, he said. They kind of are just dumped out there. So, well, Sad. maybe stay in your own country and you wouldn't get abducted and sent to work. You get abducted and you have a cooler job than I do. That's effed. I'm going to hop the border and then hop the border back and get picked up. I could look Mexican enough, right? That's a horrible I could to- idea. I'm, I'm totally going to do that. Horrible idea. I'm out. I'll send you guys weekly updates. So I don't condone this. No? <laughs> Is that no good? No. All right. Well, uh, anything else before we get the F out? I'm good. All right. Well, remember, guys, September 18th. Roach Market! Hotbox.com slash Roach Market. Check out the info there. Uh, get your table registered if you want. Uh, if you have anything else you do, like eat fire or walk on glass or whatever. Uh, blow glass. Or blow glass. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, make glass pipes. Right, right. Not a guy named Glass. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Let us know. Uh, you can leave us a message for the next show, which will be Saturday, 406-204-4687. can text me, 406-8. If you can figure it out, you can text me. <laughs> uh, yeah, contest, hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. Definitely make sure you guys who can draw, get your entries in. We're going to probably end the contest uh, the middle of August, so... Check. That's like two weeks away. Right. So you better get drawing, huh? Huh? Tell him. Get drawing. Draw. Draw. What now. are you eating? What are you eating? Chex Mix. You know what? The other day, <laughs> this is awesome. I've never seen it since, but the other day I found Chex Mix that was Muddy Buddies. I know. Muddy Buddies! They are amazing. I love Muddy Buddies. I, I hate making them, but... I love them so much. If you make me some muddy buddies, send them to hotboxpodcast.com slash P.O. Box. Not like to the web address, but there's a P.O. Box address there. Send it to that. That would be awesome. Muddy buddies! God, I, I haven't seen them since. I can't. I, I've looked everywhere, and I haven't seen them. Muddy buddies! I want them so you're bad. Gonna, yeah, you're going to get an overwhelming amount of them. I want them. And you're going to question eating all of Send, them. I will but eat you will. Every episode, I will eat them all. And what I don't eat by the September 18th show, I will bring them. <laughs> and I will eat them there. Please. Oh. Money bodies! I need them so bad. Uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. And then join the Facebook group, RSVP for the September 18th party. It's going to be a good time. And we'll talk to you guys Saturday. Goodbye. If you like, you we, like we, this we, is where you where need you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like we, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.